Welcome to the Church Fails Podcast, where we bring our failures out into the open so we can laugh together and learn something along the way. In this episode, we're going to be talking about our struggles to communicate with our team. But for those of you who don't know me, my name's Cade, and I'm the creator of Collaborate Worship and the lead pastor at No Limits Church. My name's Dylan. I'm the creative director at Collaborate Worship and the worship leader at No Limits Church. So if you're human, which I assume that you are listening to this podcast, then you've probably once, at least once, failed to properly communicate with your team. It may have caused some hurt feelings, or maybe just a rough service for the entire team, or maybe even caused a team member to leave. That's a rough time. But if that's you, we don't want you to feel guilty. Um, We've all been there. (laughs) So there's... You know, God's grace is enough to help us through those situations. And in this episode, we're going to talk about some of our own communication mishaps and how God turned them around and used them for good. So, Dylan, why don't you go ahead and share some of yours? I have to start off by saying that Cade's kind of leaving me hanging here because he said he couldn't remember any specific times that he's had a communication failure. (laughs) Maybe yours will inspire some of my own. I told him, though, I was like, it's probably because there were so many. Like, uh, there's not one that just, like, stands out to Mm -hmm. you right now. (laughs) All right. So, he he might have one later on in in this episode. We'll see. Anyway, the first one that I wanted to share, it's not really a specific one, but there's been multiple times that... So let me start off by telling you how our worship service flows. We have uh, an upbeat song or a praise song, and then we have a welcome moment with the band playing behind it, and then we have a worship song, and then usually one more worship song and a worship moment afterwards where the band just kind of keeps playing and uh, kind of just surrender to the Holy Spirit in that moment, let him do what he wants to do, and there's not really a time limit on it or anything like that. But we, we plan where it's going to be in the set. We just don't plan what we do for it. And I always give the team a starting point. Like this is what we're going to be playing to start that worship moment. Just so that we're not all choosing a different thing to do. You know, that's a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> and But there's been times that I did not communicate that very well. And we did all kind of do something different. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. Was that a joyful noise? Yeah, it was pretty joyful. (laughs) It was an awkward noise. (laughs) Typically, it goes with the backing track ends on the third song, and then we have our keyboardist, Amy, go back into the chorus, chords, whatever, and then the rest of the band kind of follows her, and she's the leader in in that aspect. But um, I guess sometimes I just don't communicate what exactly I want her to do in that moment very well. And she'll, she, she might do something different. And so the band might be on a different page than she is. And so then it, it takes them a second to kind of follow along. <laughs> so there's a few awkward mishaps getting to that point, which kind of ruins the moment sometimes. And Amy, this is not your fault. If you're listening to this, I'm not <laughs> saying that it is in any aspect. It's definitely my fault, but um, yeah, I just, I guess I don't, sometimes do a very good job at communicating what our starting point is and that just that that ends in a lot of funny stares from the congregation like okay what are we supposed to be doing here what do you think in those moments from your perspective down in the congregation oh i'm just like well they'll figure it out like (laughs) the distractions already happened so (laughs) yeah really matter at this point yeah i mean if you're really surrendering in those moments and the the holy spirit can recover from it but (laughs) (laughs) wait speaking of last week Uh uh-huh was that when we had the mishap with Amy and her in-ears? Or was that the week before? Splendid that was together. last week. Yeah. So last week, first song is going and Dylan is like looking at me in the front row, like 
I don't read lips. I can't. And he's, you know, trying to tell me something. I was like, I don't even know what he's saying. So, and, but he was saying, help our keyboard player because he was having a struggle back there. Because <laughs> we were in the middle of the song. Yeah, in the middle of the song. But I couldn't understand what he was saying. So I just closed my eyes and kept worshiping. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know it's a lot of help. I said, thanks, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> and then the song ends and they try to start the next song. And, and the keyboard player just kind of like throws, throws her hands up. Like, I'm having a, a struggle over here. And so everything just kind of stops. And Dylan goes over to help her nobody says anything like the whole the other vocals in there like they just turn my wife she's up there singing she just turns around and looks at the keyboard player too so they like have our backs to us didn't address anything that's going on in the room right then and we're all just out there like let's stop there and leave him with a cliffhanger because we're talking about that next episode (laughs) oh so we don't want to get into that no (laughs) was that a communication problem no, that was just a technology problem, but <laughs> if that sounds interesting to hear about, listen to the next episode. <laughs> it was a communication problem, though, because even I'm not going to get too much further into this, but you're, you finally looked at me with everybody else in the room. You're like, hey, do you have any ideas of what's going on here? I'm like, you haven't even told me what's going on. I'm like, I don't even know what the problem is. <laughs> I didn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we'll save that for the next episode. But Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Yep. <laughs> Let's move on to my next communication <laughs> problem. Now, this is a communication fail that I um, that resulted in some hurt feelings. As, we, as Kate said earlier, sometimes they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was in my first couple of weeks as the worship leader. And this is a, a communication problem specifically between me and Kate's wife, Beth. So this was right after Cade transitioned into being the lead pastor at our church and I took his role as the worship leader. Let's say took. <laughs> I transitioned he took in, it from me. <laughs> I transitioned into the role as the worship leader. I want to be worship leader and pastor and Dylan just came in and <laughs> took it from me. I don't think you want to. <laughs> I don't. That sounds just awful. Kidding. Anyway, <laughs> I for some reason assumed that Beth did not want to be on the worship team anymore because she was kind of like Cade's assistant worship leader. And she sang every week, basically I was like, Oh, she must want to be the pastor's wife now and kind of like sit out in the congregation and support him, you know, cause our dad was the lead pastor before Cade. And that's what my mom did. She did. There was a time when she sang on the worship team, but there at the end, she was mostly just kind of like his support. And so for some reason, I just assumed that's exactly what Beth wanted to do without asking her. <laughs> mm, and there's the problem. <laughs> you know what they say about assuming. Yeah. <laughs> and so what resulted from that is that I, was, I wasn't scheduling her, obviously, and I didn't for a few weeks. And that was my assumption. And so she had an assumption in return in that I was either mad at her or I didn't want her on my team. Like I didn't want her in the same kind of co-leadership role that Cade had her in and we hadn't talked to each other about this like at all these were both just our assumptions about the matter and so I think three or four weeks into not scheduling Beth she texted me one day kind of upset obviously who wouldn't be asking me like did I do something wrong are you gonna schedule me on the worship team again and Dylan said, yeah, it turns out you really can't sing Kate wouldn't tell you <laughs> yeah right she's actually a phenomenal singer but that is the first moment that it clicked to me that that's not what she wanted. And I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I just assumed very incorrectly and I felt awful. And I was like, no, I don't have any problem with you being on the team. I just made the wrong assumption. And so that's kind of what I learned from that is don't make assumptions about what anybody wants to do, especially when it comes to serving in the church, you know? Mm-hmm. 
you have anything to add to that? Nope. No, that's a good story. <laughs> but I actually did come up with my own. I was hoping one would come to me. Hey, there you go. It's recent. Let's hear it. So with all the chaos that's going on in our world right now with the virus and with the racial issues and things like that, we were like two weeks maybe into the, the racial issue with George Floyd and all that went down with that. And the Lord moved on my heart to do something for our police officers because police officers everywhere were being shamed. The good ones, like the good ones were being shamed for what the bad ones were doing. And that's, that's an injustice, injustice in itself. So the Lord moved on, our, on my heart to, as a church, like we need to reach out to our local police officers, just let them know that we support them, we care about them, we honor and respect them and that sort of thing. So I, I worked up this Facebook post that told them that, like it was just a very, you know, we thank you, we respect you. Um, you keep our community safe, and we're so grateful for that. And then I said a little prayer for him, put that on our church Facebook page, and boosted it so that the city of Owasso would see it, because I was hoping to kind of shift the narrative in our city towards police officers. And then one of our church members reached out to me because I had never said anything about the race issue. Like I jumped in on and said something about the police issue before saying something about the race issue. And she assumed that I didn't care about what was going on with the race issue, which is far from the truth. Like I totally care. And I was actually in the middle of talking to my friends who are a different race than I am and seeing their perspective on this. I was like, obviously, you know, I don't understand this because I'm a white guy in America. Like I didn't even know that things were still going on because I grew up without race being an issue. Like my mom made it really clear and my dad that like, we don't see people different for the color of their skin. Of course, kids don't anyway. But when we became teenagers, they just made sure that we knew that and would carry that into our lives. So to me, like, there, there, I wasn't racist. Like, my family wasn't racist. My friends aren't racist. Like, we just don't think that way. And then once I started talking to my friends, so it turns out that there are still people being racist out there. And that was really sickening to me. And I couldn't believe it. But my communication fail, like, on behalf of the church, was that I didn't say anything about how how we are for racial reconciliation. Like that's basically all I had to say. Like No Limits Church is for racial reconciliation. We want to see this reconciled once and for all. And I just needed to say that along with honoring the police officers. Like you can do both things at the same time. But because I failed to communicate one thing, people assumed that I didn't care about what was going on, which is not a good thing for a lead pastor. Hmm. So yeah, that's pretty big communication fail that's the first time i've heard about that one yep interesting (laughs) so let's get into the resolution here um i've studied communication a lot over the last few years and i didn't i didn't even know for sure why i was studying it but lo and behold i became a lead pastor this was way before i even realized that was ever going to happen in my life and that's kind of like what you are as a lead pastor is like you got to become a good communicator that's the whole goal and so I've learned some things along the way, and these aren't just these aren't my ideas. These are things that have come from books and stuff that I've read. And one that I didn't actually write down in our notes that came to me when you were talking about how you assumed that Beth didn't want to be on the team. She assumed you were mad at her is the whole assumption thing. Like if you can kind of kick that out of your life, if you're going to assume something, assume the best. Mm-hmm. I think the Bible says something about that. Like never assume the worst. Never assume somebody else's intentions. Never assume just because they said something that hurt you that they meant to hurt you because they probably didn't. So if you can assume the best in all situations, it really frees you up. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But some of the things that I wrote down here is that just because you said it once doesn't mean that they heard it. 
Does that resonate with you and your relations with the team, mm-hmm. the worship team? <laughs> but I said it. They should have heard it. <laughs> I said it in the microphone. <laughs> yeah, you got to say it over and over and over again. And this actually reminds me of our church. And when I became lead pastor, I had a vision like in a, to clearly communicate this vision like it took me a little bit of time to figure out how to communicate it but i figured like once i had one sermon about it like they'd all get it and we could all jump on board and go after the same vision well it didn't happen that way and so i actually communicate our vision every sunday before my message i say the same thing and i would say that it took me a year or 52 messages for everybody to jump on board be like oh yeah i i think i can be a part of that so they had to hear it 52 times like for that to happen so If you're not tired of saying it, you're probably not saying it enough. Communication tip number one. And the next thing, and this one's kind of hard to hear, but it's not their fault. It's yours. Mm -hmm. You failed to communicate. As a leader, like you just have to take the blame whenever things go wrong. Whenever your team member doesn't do something right, whenever the worship band goes into the wrong song or they all go into different songs or whatever, like that wasn't their fault. If they don't show up prepared to worship practice, Not their fault either. You apparently didn't communicate with them the importance of showing up prepared to worship practice. What do you think about that one? Isn't that something you hear in marriage counseling too? (laughs) That's what that makes me think of. (laughs) You're always the one with the problem. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That'll free you up though. Because otherwise you just get mad at them and, and there's never any resolution. You don't fix the problem whenever you're sitting there blaming each other. So just take the blame. What can I do to fix this problem? And it's gonna solve a lot of things. And then the next one is um Whenever you're communicating with people, like make it about them. Don't make it about you. I think we have a tendency to want to talk about ourselves. So let me give you an example. Let's say your church is opening a new service time and you need to get the worship team on board. That'd be a struggle, huh? (laughs) So you could start the conversation like this. Hey, our church is opening a new service and we need to provide the same worship experience for all of our services. I'll need you to stay an extra hour on Sundays to play for the new service. Most of the team would probably say okay to this, um, but there's probably a better way that's actually going to get them to buy into the idea instead of just like doing an al- obligation like, don't tell me how to be here, so I'm no. going to be here reluctantly. I'm saying no thanks to that. <laughs> <laughs> so here's another way that you could say it. Hey, our church is opening a new service and you have an opportunity to use your amazing skills in an even greater way to help further the kingdom of God. You're an amazing asset to this team and I'd love for you to be a part. See, I'm just shifting it and making it about them, like to completely change the conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's just a great tip for if you're struggling to get people to hear you or you feel like nobody's listening, yeah, that may be your problem. You may just be not talking about it from their perspective. So just take a minute to think through that before you sit down and talk to them. So yeah, that's, that's the three tips that I have. And Sitting here, I thought of something else. Um, and the the lack of positive communication and Mm -hmm. how that can be detrimental as well. Like when you're not encouraging them and telling them that they're doing a good job, because then they just assume that you think they're doing a bad job. That's true. Even if they're doing really good, they think that you you think they suck. (laughs) What is the muzzle on our mouths? We'll think good things and not say them. Yeah. I don't know. And so we've been trying to implement something with our leadership team at church where we send an encouraging like FaceTime selfie video uh, to our team members, just telling them how much we appreciate them. And I did one this week to our drummer and it, it seemed like it just really touched him. And it was just the simplest little message of, Hey, I noticed that you're practicing, you're improving a lot. 
and just stuff like that. And he even sent me one in return. It was like twice as long as mine <laughs> and it touched me too. So yeah, it's cool. That's awesome. Like a video is so much more powerful than a text. Mm-hmm. Like do all of it, like text and email and, but get uncomfortable a minute and like, just get your phone out and shoot a video. Yeah. I like to do it too. Whenever maybe they mess up big time one Sunday, a specific team member, yeah. they hit a really embarrassing wrong note. And I just like to turn it around and send them a text that following week and tell them something they did really good and help them to focus on that. Yeah. Cause they're just like us. And when I mess up, I think about it for days after it happens. And so I don't want them to deal with that too. You know? Yep. That's good. All right. So anything else you want to add? I don't think so. I think I hit everything I wanted to. Awesome. Well, communication is like a never ending journey, learning how to communicate. Well, Hey, especially if you're married, you know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) But thanks for joining us on this podcast. If there's anything we'd like you to do afterwards, it's just to subscribe so we can let you know when the next podcast comes out. Um, if you leave a rating and review, that'd be really helpful as well. And hey, if you want to like, if you have a worship leader friend or just somebody in ministry that you think would enjoy this podcast and get something out of it, if you could just share a link to the podcast and let them know about it, that would be awesome. We'd really appreciate it. So thank you for being with us and we'll catch you next time. Thanks.